Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we are talking the all-in event and how quickly it sold out. Nia Jax, the champion, challenging Ronda Rousey to a championship match. And Kevin Owens sneaking his way into the Money in the Bank match. That and a whole lot more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. Welcome to another edition of the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagy, aka All Job Long. <laughs> Man, Vice made me sing that. Yes, <laughs> yes. And to his and to my right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Bowman. How's it going, two beer? Uh, pretty good. I mean, I feel like I'm the only one who's intoxicated, and I'm the only one without pencil and paper. So, like, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm woefully unprepared. I think, the, I think those two things are actually, they're not mutually exclusive. I think it's I just think. my own neuroses. That, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all it is. You're in your old head. Get out your head, man. And to his right, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag boo the heels. It's all good. I'm uh, getting ready for best of the Super Juniors this morning at 4.30 Central Standard Time AM. Can't wait. Um, outside of that, you know, just, just catching up on a, a lot of wrestling. I've had like two or three days off, so I've been watching a lot of ROH, a lot of progress, New Japan, getting... Just getting in, caught up in the independent wrestling scene for a little bit. If you couldn't tell by my woo, I am so excited for Best of the Super Juniors because to me, a lot of people think the G One's like the highlight and like right. the road to Wrestle Kingdom. This is my favorite New Japan era. Like this is like the time of year. This is what I live for when it comes to New Japan. First he, time I'm going to watch this, so I'm excited. And I've been taping uh, New Japan because I have AXS. I, I guess it's called Axis on my new cable. Uh, package and uh, I get to DVR them, so I've been going back and watching old ones. And for those of you that are big time WWE marks, and we know that we all are pretty much, um, we're not joking when we say check out New Japan. It is, um, it's a different product. I I um, I shudder to say it's the superior product. Let's just say the Japanese had something during Pearl Harbor, like. <laughs> Really? Oh, That's how is, we started it? He is drunk. <laughs> That's how uh, we started this damn thing. So, um, on that note, <laughs> right. we'd like to mention our <laughs> sponsor, Soul Taco. Soul Taco, baby. Go to Soul Taco. Get yourself some Korean-Mexican fusion food. Uh, they're the best fast casual place in town, bar none. Um, they are. They got places in the U-City Loop, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Chesterfield, Missouri, and two food trucks driving around the St. Louis area. So if you're local, go check them out. They have the best stuff. I recommend the spicy pork burrito. But you know what? You can get anything there because I've had everything there, and it's all very, very good. So Never been disappointed. Never. Never been disappointed, no. And uh, they are uh, they have been here since that day one-ish. <laughs> they have been a sponsor from the get-go. So hey, baby. Do yourself a favor. Go get yourself some Soul Taco. Friend of the show. Sponsor the show. Our best friend of the show. Amen. We're sitting here in the exquisite Shock City Studios in gloomy St. Louis, Missouri. 69 it's, degrees uh, in here right now. Nice. <laughs> Just had to get that in, huh? We got Andrew Bushway turning the knobs tonight. Um, Wally Pips in the house. You know, usually, guys, on Wednesday nights, I try to go to bed at a good time, get a full eight hours of sleep, wake up on Thursdays, 
you know, work out, get three square meals so I can come in here and, you know, out of respect for you guys, I can give you my best wrestling, you know, um, analysis. You've already eaten three times? No. <laughs> I haven't eaten once because <laughs> I owe it to I owe it to the listener to do everything that I can to be as present as possible. But last night I got a little banged up, so I might be dragging a little bit. But oh, we're going to try to power through this. Uh, this. I know. Let's start it off with our three counts. <laughs> JCB, why don't you tell the beefers the good news? Well, if you haven't been uh, keeping up with us on our social media, we'll get that out the way. On Facebook, we are Friends of BFR, Band from Ringside Podcast. On Twitter, I'm BFRJCB. Zach is BFR. Zach, all go case letters with an H. BFR Bill, BFR Pod, and BFR Pod on Instagram. Big news coming out from us is that we will be a part of the Starcade podcast. Starcast. Star I apologize. I always wanted to say Starcade for whatever Thank you. And I'm wearing the Work Flair shirt, so that's probably the reason why I'm thinking <laughs> it. We'll be a part of the Starcast podcast. Zach is fucking Radio with the levels bro. every time he moves like that. Man. <laughs> Andrew's like, you're clipping, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be there. Uh, I believe we'll be there on Saturday. Uh, not sure exactly what time. I think it's 3 o'clock. Obviously, when we get more information, we will pass that along to you. But obviously, this is an exciting moment for us. Just past our one-year anniversary. So happy anniversary to us, May 11th. Yeah. Um, this is a big deal for us just for the simple fact that as, as a wrestling fan, this is something that I've never done before. So it's going to be a chance to rub elbows with some of the greats, hopefully, that will be there on Saturday. And more so as a personal, selfish reason, it's more of a reason to get us out and about, our names out and about, so everybody can share in the BFR glove. So ultimately, that is the personal big news from us. Saturday, StarCast, podcast, radio roll, BFR will be in the house acting a plum fucking fool, I'm sure. Yeah, we're going to be acting a fool, and I don't want the whole first part of this show to sound like an advertisement, but we do appreciate you guys listening, and we do appreciate you guys getting the word out to all your friends. And what's going on at StarCast is there's going to be eight podcasts on Podcast Row, and there's going to be a bunch of celeb celebs in the wrestling world right. coming through, um, and we're going to be interviewing them. And the fans that bought tickets to StarCast get to go through, and they get to vote for their favorite podcast out of the eight. So, And whoever wins that gets to do a live podcast in front of a live audience. So that's what we're going for. We're super excited to be a part of the all-in weekend. All-in, sold out in less than 30 minutes, guys. I mean, before we could get tickets. Before, yeah, we actually. don't have tickets. So we're going we're gonna to be at StarCast. Jury's still out on if we're going to be at All-In. Yeah, we, we don't know if we're going to be at All-In. We'll be and at the StarCast. The crazy part about it was while I was online, I'm like, okay, you know, best available. No. Okay, then I'm going to try to, a specific seat. No. Okay, so I'm just going. I got to the point where I was like, can I just get one ticket? One ticket, best vehicle couldn't do it. A specific seat couldn't do it. That's when I was like, okay, we got a problem. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, going south. Cody's been on uh, on record saying that they thought that they would sell 4,000 tickets the first week. They sold out an 11,000 seat arena in a half an hour. And yeah, it's I like, mean, it was like 29 minutes and 40 seconds or right. something. Yeah. Shout out to all the people who hated on this and said they'll never sell out an arena this big. So, uh, two beer. What what does it say to you about the state of wrestling in America or wrestling fandom in America? That and I mean, it's if 
if it's true that the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes are actually the ones putting up the money for this, that makes it a true in- independent show. I mean, obviously they have friends in the biz, but what do you, what do you think it says about the business, like the state of the business? I mean, it's a it's a great sign, especially whenever you know we were just at Raw, you know, a few weeks ago. That wasn't sold out. No. And I mean that was twenty thousand. It's not a big arena, but no, it's but, WWE. I mean, it's, yeah, it, you would and, think a, a Raw that yeah. comes here once a year will sell out. Yeah, and St. Louis is not Chicago. It's not as big as Chicago, but at the same time, you it's not that far away. I don't question our wrestling fandom by any stretch of the imagination. No, okay, I, let's I, get that off the table. There was, I knew there was, was a sellout. There was not. There was not a match announced though. All all it was was Cody and the Young Bucks. And they had a couple guys saying, yeah, you better believe I'm all in. But they didn't have a match announced. They just no. said, we're going to put on this super indie show. And the folks came out, and it got bought the fuck up. And shout out to them for, because I feel like this is what wrestling needs, indie wrestling needs, is promoters. And they promoted the fuck out of this. And they have a great platform. But at the same time, it's not just indicative of just them having a large platform. They did a great job of advertising this, promoting it, and making it the big deal that it is. And, I mean, if we go, we're going to end up paying more than the face value for the tickets. What, oh, that, yeah. what that says to me, I don't, I mean, I hate capitalism, but I'm still going to probably buy a scalp ticket. At the same time, it says to me that they could have demanded more out of the show. They tried to go low for their wrestling fans, and they were selling $28 tickets. They could have gone higher. So well, they could have made more money. I easily. mean, I think that ticket scalpers should should be executed without a trial. Like, I think that's a terrible fucking thing to do. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, just, just murder them. Just outright. Okay. <laughs> I'm anti-death penalty, but uh, I mean. In this case, <laughs> ticket scalping, however, will make an exception But here. I'm certainly not mad at Cody and the Young Bucks. They did everything they could to make a great show. And I mean, good on them. It's all just good on them. They they did their shit right. JCB, when it, when this first was kind of being brought up, I didn't think that it was going to catch the steam that it's caught. As it got closer and closer, I was thinking, okay, this could actually sell out. You know, I didn't think it was going to sell out in thirty minutes, but I was like, this could actually sell out. As the names started to come out, where you know it's Kenny Omega, Okada, guys that you probably won't get a chance to see unless Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, unless you go over to Japan and see these guys, chances are slim. Especially Okada, who's arguably, like you said, one of the five best wrestlers in the in the world right now. You might not get a chance to see this. So I think that plus the fact that WWE has kind of disappointed people on multiple different levels you know we don't have to get into all of that i think by the time the 13th rolled up i was thinking to myself i'm online i'm like yeah this ain't good i I mean i think that it's a combination of people uh i mean you know wwe's basically had a monopoly in america since 01 and i think this is kind of a reaction like hey we're we're done being force fed like you basically had to eat all this shit with a smile the entire time that you were watching WWE because there was no alternative. You weren't right. going to watch. I mean, TNA was just WWE light and it was really bad. ROH was kind of hard to find because plus, you know, there is something about having a live show that makes it exciting. If New Japan had a live show on once a week, you oh, they better... Do. Okay, just not, say, not, on, not on AXS though. Okay, well then, see that there's your problem. You need to go ahead, cough up that nine ninety nine yen, and get up at four thirty in the morning with your boy. Guess you think I made the money? 
<laughs> I was about to say it's 9.99 yen, man. Goddamn. How much is that? It's the same as WWE Network. It's 9.99. But what I'm saying is if they had it on at on okay, what if they had it on at nighttime when I was actually sitting in front of the TV instead of I'm not going to wake up at 4:30 to watch anything. You out your mind, dog. See, that anything. Be, see. <laughs> no, man, sleep is too good. But I think this sleep is overrated when you got Jericho and uh, Naito coming up here on uh, on Dominion the, here. That a little is the bit. fucking markiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, guess who's gonna be awake watching that bad boy? The cool thing though is, is it is on demand, and I have an Amazon Fire Stick, and it's great because I can watch it on my fucking fifty inch TV through my Amazon app. Not the greatest app in the world, but it's certainly not the worst. And serves its purpose. I mean, it is, it's fantastic. Uh, last night I actually decided because I told you guys last week that I had not watched the Tanahashi Okada match. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I watched every other match up to that. I watched all of wrestling Dantaku and I'm like, you know what? Before I watch this match, I'm going back to the beginning. And I went back to new beginning 2012 and I watched the very first, first one. and not the very first cause before Okada went to TNA, there was there was a match. It's kind of non-canon. But I watched that match, and I'm so glad I did because the gasp, even though I knew that Okada was going to win the title, the gasp, which is Japanese, are a very silent audience. The yeah. gasp that happened whenever he won the title was so worth it. And so, uh, you know, before I got into it with my teenage daughter, because that's just what happens, I, uh, <laughs> I started watching the second one, and that was interrupted by, you know, Teenage daughter shit. Teenage daughter shit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I still look forward to it. It's only going to take me like two hours to go through like one of the most fantastic wrestling feuds in history. You know, it sounds like a commercial for New Japan look, it world, is, but it, it's it's worth it. I mean, it's just like the nostalgia that you feel. Like the whole reason I bought the WWE Network, before I was even watching current wrestling, I only bought the WWE Network to watch the stuff, that, to relive the moments that I had experienced as a kid. And now I get to live these moments that I didn't know existed. Right. And yeah, in real time. In real basically. time. And it's fantastic. I do think that the uh, all-in selling out that quickly, though, is a reaction to WWE. That's, that's I mean, that seems to be obvious to me. Couldn't be more timely because WWE fucking sucks right now. Yeah, it kind of Stocks does. at an all-time high. F- cracked $50 a day. Yeah. You know what else is a fucking an all-time high? Our stock market. It's like the Titanic. You know, the Titanic was sinking, but the very tip of it was way the fuck up. The rest of it was in the water. <laughs> <laughs> like that? You ever see the movie? That's what it looked like. That's yeah, fucking I, global I capitalism for you. I, I don't, don't think don't that's like how capitalism, it happened, do you? No, no. <laughs> I just think it just kind of sank just straight down. Like, I, I don't believe James Cameron. Have you seen Avatar? There's no fucking blue people. <laughs> I didn't mention Avatar. And you know what? If there were blue people, I would love them equally. <laughs> you don't get this anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, all in's going to be fun. We're going to be there. And if you guys are there, if you happen to be anywhere within the sound of our voice, come by, say hi. We're going to have some merch. We're going to have some stickers and shit like that. We're going to have some shirts. Come by, say hi, and vote for us because I want to do a live podcast with Eric Bischoff because Eric Bischoff's going to be there. Macaulay Culkin's going to be there. I told my (laughs) wife Macaulay Culkin's going to be a starcast. She said, Macaulay Culkin? I go, yeah, I guess so. Like, who the fuck knows? Macaulay, if you're listening to us, stop by the BFR table. Um, You you can hang out for a little bit. Why not? All right, and that'll bring us to our two count. Two beer. Uh, So two count, we got uh, Nia Jax. Uh, challenging Ronda Rousey 
to a championship match, and there's, you know, quite a bit wrong with this. <laughs> I really don't see anything right with it. So she challenged her at the upfronts, which is where all the upfronts are. I didn't know this. The upfronts are a thing in. Uh, Hollywood, basically, I think it's in New York, but it's where all the networks trot out their stars to let them know the shows that are coming back New for the fall, fall the, season yeah, and whatever. shit like that. Sweet, so. sweet. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is just, it's, it's just a miserable idea for a couple of reasons that I feel. Uh, one is Ronda Rousey will be a star. You don't have to put her in the title picture right away. She's already a star. That was indicative to me Ding. whenever we went to a the Raw show and my eight-year-old son, who'd only seen Ronda Rousey in promos. Shout out to Dexter. Yeah, shout out to Dexter. He's my main man. He was his most exciting. I mean, he's a big KO mark. He's a big Strowman mark. He's, he's, he's a big Rollins mark. The only person he asked me to take a picture of was Ronda Rousey. That speaks volumes to me. That's insane. And so you got Ronda Rousey who... Is going to be your biggest female star, even bigger than Charlotte Flair. Whether or not she deserves it or not, she's she's just going to be. <laughs> Go ahead. But that's the way that it's going. I'm not saying that she should be, but not, she just is going to be. They're she, not doing interviews with Charlotte Flair on SportsCenter. Yeah, she could be on the cover of 2K19. You know what I mean? It's that big. Uh, so anyway, she challenges her, and we have Nia Jax, who... I'm actually a fan of Nia Jax. I think it's great that she turned babyface. That's that's where she needs to be. Uh, she's she's doing fine. She's not the best worker in the world, but she's a good champion. But she doesn't need Ronda Rousey. Like it's not good for either of them. It's not good for Nia Jax to take a loss to Ronda Rousey. It's not good for Ronda Rousey to beat Nia Jax. Like let Ronda roll through the women's division for a year. Asuka didn't take the title right away, and Asuka's as dominant as as Rousey would be. Yeah, but Rousey's not going to take the title. I don't know. Nah, not Natty's going to turn on her. She's not going to win the title. I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't put anything. I don't leave anything out of the realm of possibility. Same, same, man. Uh, 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 uh. What do you think? Shit. I'm in agreement with Two Bear pretty much all the way. Um, I think just, you think they're going to put the belt. It would, it would not. Sorry, not the belt, the championship. Do you honestly belt, think... Belt, belt holds up your pants. Do you honestly think, in your mind of minds, that the way this has been booked, and I'm talking about across the board from Roman Reigns down to, you know, the B, B team or whatever the case may be, you going to sit up here and tell me that the, the possibility of Ronda Rousey winning is not there? She had the best match at WrestleMania. Oh, certainly it's there. Okay. Yeah, it's there. That's all I'm saying. But so let's I, let's get that off the table. It could happen. Yeah, I mean, a meteor could hit the studio right now. It could happen. <sighs> oh, please. Please hit. No, no. <laughs> fuck that. That's about to say, I got some more shit to do in 2018. Point is, Ronda Rousey... Like what? No, I'm just kidding. Just go ahead. Just Ronda go ahead. Rousey could beat Nia Jax. If it happened, it wouldn't surprise me in the least because this is just what they do. You want to hear the worst thing that could happen? Nia Jax Samoa drops fucking Ronda Rousey and injures her for a fucking year. That's why, the worst why thing. Why wouldn't that could they just happen. have Ronda Rousey take it off of Bliss then? Because you had the natural storyline, which I'm surprised they even stick to it, that Bliss turned on Nia Jax. So you have the, the usual, you know. Apprentice versus the master kind of, you know, feud going on. Apprentice wins. So the Apprentice has to do a victory lap. I mean, she beat uh, Alexa Bliss on the rematch. Basically, 
you have two problems with this. It's the problem, number one, that the division itself is a thin division outside of the usual suspects. And I'm talking about Bailey, Sasha, Natty, M- Mickey James. Becky Lynch. Be- no, I'm. Oh, th- wrong, yeah, wrong. wrong. That's what you got. You've devalued them in some form or fashion to a point where nobody looks like a realistic contender. Bailey and, and Sasha are still in this feud that hasn't culminated into anything, so you can't do anything with that. So now you got the, the division in a whole not doing anything, but you got this one diamond over here. There, there it is, Ronda Rousey. She went through, she yeah. went a, a, a tag team match and won it. And now their next match is a singles match for the title? Come on, man. Damn. This is the Roman Reigns thing all over again. So uh, I don't I don't disagree with anything that either one of you guys said, especially uh, except for that I think that Nia Jax is going to go over due to some sort of uh, shenanigans. Um, I will say this, though. The biggest problem I had with it was the way it went down. You, you don't had, do it on the red carpet. You don't do it on the red carpet in oh. a in a non kayfabe setting. Like when you have a not, it's like it just makes my skin crawl. When you have a non kayfabe setting, and then you have Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey, they're being interviewed by some chick from E Entertainment or something, and then you, you're asking Ronda Rousey to act, which I think it's pretty apparent that she can't act, and you know. She's worse than Nia Jax, and Nia Jax can't act. I mean, like, Charlotte had to come in and kind of save him. Yeah, Charlotte had to come in and save him, and she saved him in a non-kayfabe way. Yeah, exactly. Which was, it's, it's, I know, I know that Vince is so, he's like, like, he's like a mosquito attracted to, like, a big fucking uh, light at a softball field or something. Like, he sees SportsCenter, and he sees uh, NBC. First Take and NBC and shit like that. And he's so attracted to it. He's like, well, we're going to try it out. We're going to try it out. Ronda Rousey, and she's going to get challenged on the red carpet. It really bothers me. Just I, No disagreement there. Just keep it kayfabe, guys. Yeah, doesn't great say you could have did this. You know, and pick a, an arena coming up in the next four weeks leading up to Money in the Bank. Pick one. Do it like that. Let's just right. be done with it's it. It's not like you could have done it fucking backlash. You could have had Nia Jax just call her out after she won at backlash. Just got on the mic and called Ronda Rousey out. Just have Rousey, like, demolish people for a few months. You there's, know? Yeah, I was going yeah, to say, we let her get go. some practice in front of a camera and right. let, let her... Let her cut some like singular promos, like, and just let her be the badass that she really is because she's very impressive. Trot out some jobbers like you did with Oscar. I don't want to see what the problem is. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, let her build up naturally because, God forbid, if she wins, I shouldn't say God forbid, if she wins, then you're going to have the a natural fan backlash like you do Roman Reigns. If you lose, then you might run the risk of fucking her up too early where she should just be. Just getting her feet wet. Let her throw around some chick that we don't know about. There is we don't not, care about. There is not going to be a backlash around her Rousey. Yeah, no, but be. if she wins, she'll have to be on TV every single week, and she'll have to be talking every single week because oh, that's what happens. Just like Brock Lesnar. No, because <laughs> she's, she'll not, actually, she's not going to be on TV every week. She doesn't have to be. They, they already ha- we already they, have a champion okay, well, they, like that. Well, okay, then that's more even so worse. to my point. No more, shit. More so to my point. Now it should be painted like Brock Lesnar's getting painted. Not saying that it's. You know, an incorrect statement. It's very correct. He's MIA. Seth Rollins runs Monday Night Raw as far as I'm concerned. If you do the same thing with Ronda Rousey, you're going to have that same reaction. Where's the title? Where's the title? Where's the title? Nia Jax is fine. She has, Like I said, she hasn't even gotten around a, a quarter of this lap for a victory tour yet. Let this woman... 
keep the title. She find another been, one. I mean, she just came on the Raw right after WrestleMania, and that was it. Like, we haven't seen her since, right? Uh, Greatest Royal Rumble. Was she at Greatest Royal Rumble? I don't even remember. See? Yeah, because she cut that awful, like, bullying promo. Oh, you're talking about Nia Jax? Yeah, who, no, you, who you saying? No, you talking, talking about Ryan Rousey. Rousey. Oh no, she hasn't been around. Okay. Yeah, we we haven't seen her at all. That's that's my, more so to my point. Just keep. I don't the think that's contractual quote. though. I just think it's them not doing it. Yeah. strategic. Oh yeah, yeah. just about to say you. She's in the heart dungeon. She's got. She's in she the heart dungeon practicing right now. <laughs> <Do something. laughs> I was gonna say because I'm, I'm telling you, if this match goes, Stu Hart's south, got her taking bumps in the dungeon. Hey, <laughs> better do something. If this match goes south, man, I like this could be bad both ways. And that will move us on to our three counts. <laughs> Billy, what's the three counts? Uh, the three counts is, um, so we had uh, Kevin Owens sneaking his way into the Money in the Bank match, which I love, obviously, because I'm a Kevin Owens mark through and through. Um, he lost the match to Seth Rollins. He lost the Intercontinental match. To Seth Rollins to basically kick off Raw. It was the first match of Raw. And then they had... Yeah, well, it was a good match. It was a good match. Uh, I liked the way that Owens kept screaming at the crowd, <laughs> I don't even care! <laughs> I don't even care! <laughs> and then uh, and then KO got mad at Angle backstage, so uh, he called Stephanie to have him put into the triple threat match, Elias, KO, and Lashley. It should be noted that Lashley was the only one booed in this match. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh doesn't say a whole lot for your baby face, but it looks like we're gonna have a Lashley Sami Zayn feud, which I'm actually kinda looking forward to. But uh Kayfabe style, Stephanie got KO into that triple threat match, gave him a second chance to get in the money in the bank match. Stephanie Kayfabe style is Last time we saw her, she was mad at KO for headbutting her dad in uh, my markout moment of the year uh, during the Beefers last year, the Beefer Awards. Um, what do you think about? We're just going to talk strictly kayfabe strictly here kayfabe. for the next few minutes. Zach, what do you think about that? So, strictly kayfabe, I actually kind of like this. This could be a new segment for the show, strictly kayfabe. That's good. I think we talked about that a year ago and then we got way off of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> strictly kayfabe. So, if you guys remember, strictly kayfabe, the authority are the ones that handed KO the universal title. Hunter, yep. Yeah, Hunter was the one that handed KO the universal title. So, kayfabe wise, this could be. A, you know, there's a little bit of amnesia involved, but it could be kind of a semblance of long-term booking when it comes to WWE because KO obviously got screwed by and Sammy got by getting fired off of SmackDown and there was no kind of, you know, coming off of that. It was, you know, after the, the Vince thing, but this could be with Roman complaining that the company's against him which is the worst fucking idea ever anyway. It's a really bad idea. This could be a showing of the company being behind KO, like KO being like a corporate guy and just weaseling his way in, uh, you know, with his interactions with Kurt Angle and, you know, Roman saying, I know you got to do what you got to do because you have kids and I'm going to do what I have to do. Well, KO is doing what he has to do by weaseling in there and it's a great heel move and... I think it's really cool kayfabe-wise. 
I, now, Jay bell has been rolling his eyes over there. I saw you yeah. avoiding his, his gaze. <laughs> Absolutely, because I knew that he wasn't into it. No, he's been rolling his eyes over there. I actually, before Jay bell gets back in, Please, go I'm going to let Jay bell be the face no. here. <laughs> he's obviously the baby face, and me yeah. and Zach are the heels. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> I actually forgot that uh, Stephanie was mad at KO, and when it happened on Monday night, I was exactly where you were. I was like, oh, well, that to- makes total sense. Like, he's... He's Hunter's guy. He's Triple H's guy. Like, of course, they would give him another shot. Um, There's also just strictly kayfabe. Strictly kayfabe. (laughs) (laughs) That um, Stephanie hates Kurt Angle enough that she would do anything to go against Kurt Angle. So if Kurt Angle doesn't want to let KO have another shot, kayfabe style. I never thought about that. Kayfabe style. You know, Kurt Angle and Stephanie just had a match at WrestleMania. Of course, Stephanie would say, yeah, well, fuck you, Kurt Angle. I'm going to put KO into the match. All right, J-Bell, go ahead. I'll pull the string back on your back. Thank you. And now I'm letting it go. Go ahead. Here's my problem. You said amnesia, and that's what WWE really loves us to have is amnesia. Don't remember this. Because we did a whole big ass production about this going leading up to WrestleMania, so let's forget, let's remember this now. But then later on, let's conveniently forget about it. You said long term booking. This is WWE. WWE doesn't do long term booking. I mean, what the fuck is that? That's New <laughs> Japan. Okay, WWE writes the storyline, and then at the last minute somewhere. Take your time. <laughs> the last bit is somewhere. Vince is like, oh, wait, I got a better idea. Let's do it like this. So everything that leads up to it, and we've seen it so many fucking times, everything that's lead up to this seminal moment doesn't make sense. And so everybody's on social media. Well, why, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Because Vince is about gut feel. And God bless him for it. It's made him a billion dollars, so he must be doing something right. But let's not sit up here and act like this didn't happen. Stephanie watched KO assault her father. Fuck Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is insignificant. That's daddy's little girl. And anything, Kurt Angle doesn't supersede that. Triple H might even take a backseat. That's her husband. Kayfabe style, he might actually have to take a backseat to Vince. I just, I have a problem with them just conveniently taking this storyline and putting it away where we made it so crucial to a build-up to a WrestleMania match. That's all I'm saying. That makes sense. And, you know, with my reasoning, you you absolutely make sense because Stephanie would still be mad at KO and KFAB. Damn right. And it's funny because, like, WWE has trained me so much to have selective memory Mm -hmm. that I'm, like, you know, grasping at straws. I'm not saying that either one of you ideas are bad. It's also a weekly show. I mean, but God damn, man, don't we do? You don't remember it's this? Easy to forget about stuff, though. We uh, we sniffed out Roman Reigns two or three times in the last two or three weeks when they were trying to make it be like Daniel Bryan. Oh, this is the Daniel Bryan storyline. This is the other storyline. They recycle storylines all the time. You just have to remember the storyline. Okay. Don't, don't get me started about Roman Reigns. Okay, well, no, trust me. Hey, man, shit, it's your world, baby. <laughs> I want you climbing over this table a second week in a row. But that's my point. They, they recycle storylines with Roman Reigns, and now here comes this new one, quote unquote, with KO. Oh, but don't remember this. Let's not even let's not let's forget about the headbutt heard around the world. 
I mean, Forget it was about just this whole part of it. It was just a couple weeks ago that they had KO and Sammy have a one-on-one match to see who would, who would make it to Raw and who would be made a free agent. And we we spent five minutes talking about it, and then the next week it was completely forgotten. Hell, Lana mm-hmm. had her accent back this week. Right? She yeah. didn't have an accent last week. Right? Yeah. Uh, it looked they were sowing a discord within Rusev Day between English and Rusev last week. Wasn't happening that week. That might just be long-term booking, though. That is not not long-term booking. That's just, okay, you know, we want to just pretend like this is not happening, you know, smoke and mirrors, and now all of a sudden, you know, oh, we surprised you, you know, God has actually turned it on everybody. Come on, we know it's going to happen. Yeah, but what actually matters? What matters is that... KO is KO's in, in, in the Money in the Bank, bank match. And that's, and that's where he belongs. Because that's where he belongs. Because the last time he was in a ladder match, it was the best spot I've seen in a ladder match, like, before the NXT ladder match. KO, KO's the fucking best. And I mean, he's the best. As much as I like Zayn and him being heels, they need to go back to being fighting forever because they kill each other. Oh, they will. Hey, you got Seth Rollins floating out there, man. Yeah, let him Let's, kill both of them too. Like they could have all. You can have matches between of, the three of them. And speaking of Seth Rollins, I know we're in the three count. Uh, that dude, it's Monday Night Rollins, and it's not just because I spent $35 on a Monday Night Rollins t-shirt for my eight-year-old no, boy. No, it's Monday no, Night Rollins. It's Monday he, Night fucking Rollins. He's on a hot streak. Yeah, and, and they're doing it right. He's <laughs> everything the Romans should be, and they mm. need to fucking put the fucking... Actually, you know what? Maybe they just keep doing what he does. Actually, if I think they push him too hard, they'll just fuck him up. So let's just... No, it's it's an organic build at this point. Let me, you know, I mean, let me, let, let me put you guys on the spot, because I'll, I'll say it right now. I think the two best guys going on the WWE main roster right now are KO and Seth Rollins, and I think those are the two MVPs of the main roster. That includes Raw and SmackDown. Is there somebody else that I'm missing? Like, would either one of you guys put AJ in there? I mean, when you're over, talking over when, those two guys, not over Kevin Owens is right back. He's been on Raw for a couple of weeks. He's right back to anchoring that fucking show. It's the him and Rollins show. I know Monday Night Rollins is. I, I know that Seth's on a super hot streak. KO is great on the mic, great in the ring. Obviously, I'm saying things that everybody knows. Is would either one of you put AJ above that or Daniel Bryan? I was thinking Miz, honestly, to be That's put, who I was thinking of. You know, all bullshit aside, I can see why, especially with this uh, Nakamura feud, why you wouldn't go AJ. Uh, Daniel Bryan is just really getting back. I mean, he's he's so over. It's, it's just ridiculous. But it's, I'm saying if you had to start a promotion with two guys today. Uh, oh, yeah. Rollins is your yeah, face and KO is your heel. heel. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I was going to say Miz could get some votes. AJ can get some votes. Um any one of those four, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Big cast. Oh, I would have a problem with that, dude. <laughs> so the best thing that could have happened. So this is one thing I'm, I'm glad you mentioned because I really want to talk about it. So Cass got some heat, like some literal backstage heat, because I guess like he like fought a little person, and I guess he went to Vince twice and said, "I want to fuck this little person up." Like, yeah, okay, what man. I heard was that he went to the producers. They said no. Because he was going to give the little person the big boot, the little person that was supposed to be Daniel Bryan. Yep. He was supposed to give him the big boot. They said no. And then he went over their head to Vince. And Vince, I got to think Vince was probably like, well, what did the producer say? And he's like, they said no. And then Vince was like, no. And then Cass went in biz- into business for himself. After the big boot, he beat him up. Yeah. Big boot did it anyway. And 
this is why, even though Vince micromanaging is is a negative aspect, sometimes it's good because fucking Cass doesn't deserve the push he was gonna get. So now we get Brian tapping him out twice in a row. I can't imagine that happened without this. I can't imagine that Cass was in that big of backstage. Cass had that much heat, though, if... I mean, they gave Cass a six or seven minute promo on Tuesday night. Like, how much heat but can he be in? He still didn't look good. And no, I, can't, I mean, he's tapped out twice, but that's what he should have done anyway. Okay. And it made Brian look even better. And I just, I just feel like Cass is the exact kind of guy that Vince wants. He's big. He's tall. He's Trump. He's whatever. Like that's that's the Vince guy. But like, also Vince might do that to Cass to teach him a lesson because Vince actually does want him. That could be too, and I'm fine with that. I, the, the thing is, what I, my point is, sometimes even though Vince like is very micromanaging, sometimes that actually turns into a good thing despite his intentions. I I, I don't understand all the cast eight. I guess I'm the only one like on board with this. Like I think he's a funny promo. Like the other the other night, the other night I thought his promo was really funny. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. He's he has his moments, but I mean, ultimately, just to get back to. Vince, and then we can move on if you want to. He always talks about, you know, you got to reach for this brass ring, you got to reach for this brass ring. Okay, well then, right. this is one of those times where Cass, unfortunately, went to business for himself, and it didn't work out. But he had to at least try it, otherwise he's no different than anybody else. Right. And th- Exactly. And I, from what I've heard, you know, as many years as a wrestling fan, is that that's kind of what Vince likes. Vince likes when guys challenge him and say, you know what, I'm going to do this instead. I mean, but that's you, what, but you that's have what, to no. nail it. And if you here's, don't here's, nail it, here's the fun. difference. Austin here's the difference. always talks about that. Though. Yeah. Austin always, but talks here's the about difference. That. And it works in every line of work. You ask forgiveness instead of permission. Yeah. You don't ask for permission and then they say no. And then you do it anyway. You just do it. And then you ask for forgiveness. That's the difference. Pretty much. That's why our podcast last week was three and a half hours long, even though Andrew was telling us to wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> we were like, no, we're going to, Ask for forgiveness, have permission. We do what we want to do. And then we'll send the check to Shock City Studios. (laughs) That's going to do it for our three counts. Guys, uh, so since the last time I talked to you on Thursday night, I've been to JJ Twigs twice. Uh, Saturday, they are our second sponsor. You guys got to check out JJ Twigs on Southampton. Clearly, Bill only goes by himself. He doesn't invite anybody else. Saturday, well, Saturday, Saturday, I did go by myself because I had a wedding to go to that night. Oh yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. And um, my wife was gone, and I said, you know what? I want to watch some television. I want to watch some Golf Channel and uh, drink a couple of cocktails and have a pizza. So I had a pizza by myself. I got the Super Mario slash the Rise and Shine. And then Tuesday, I had some friends in town. And they said, well, let's go get dinner at J.J. Twigs. You always talk about J.J. Twigs. I said, okay, I'll go to J.J. Twigs. And we got two large pizzas, one with the half gravy train, half Joya's deli. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, they got salami with the mustard pizza sauce on oh, there. that's so good. I know. It's fire. And I got a half Super Mario, half Chow Bella, which is the, the garlic artichoke pizza, which mm. is fucking fire also. So can't so, recommend it enough. Can't recommend it enough. <laughs> Go to JJ Twigs, guys. Tell them that Bill sent you. Tell, hey, you know that guy got too drunk up here uh, Saturday during the day and then said he had to go home because he had to get dressed for a wedding? 
Tell them that he sent you, and they'll probably, they'll probably be like, can you take your food to go? But the food's really good. Hey, guys, hit me up. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I They give me gift cards to give out. Hit me up. I will mail it to you personally. Um, my ad, No, I'm not going to give out my no, address. No, 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 no. You don't do that. You don't do that. So go to JJ Twigs on Hampton, and they will do you up right. This is banned from ringside. Okay, guys, some odds and ends to go to. Um, I'm going to say that I really love the name of the tag team, the B team. I think that's a perfect name for Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Thoughts, to beer? No, I, I absolutely think it's perfect. And what did Corey Graves call it? A beautiful tandem move. <laughs> Like he didn't even, there wasn't even a name for their like finisher. It was just a beautiful tandem maneuver. Like just call it like the BTM or something. Yeah, I loved it so much. And it, that's like B team, BTM, B team. I just oh. blew your mind. Holy shit, you did just blow my mind. That's that's what creative is missing right there. It took him what all three minutes to come up with a fit, the name yeah. of the finisher. All fucking creative needs is Wait. six fireballs and half a twisted T. <laughs> Were you thinking about that before that? No. You just came up with that right there? Improv, baby. Holy shit. That's what I'm talking about. What you think about the B team? If it was anybody doing that against... Slow down. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Have Have them go over Authors of Pain. Decisively, <laughs> I wish people could see the look on my face right now. It's just pure disgust. If it was against anybody but the revival, I'd probably be jumping on board with it. That's my only no, biggest they, problem. They beat they beat Brazongo, the leader of worlds. That's beat. right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but with it, we can parlay that into a revival talk because the revival are basically jobbers now. They don't yeah. get entrances no anymore. No. They they I mean they were on main event when we saw Raw. That's right. I mean, losing to the leader of worlds is not a terrible thing, but when you lose to him in four minutes and it's you don't t- get yeah. an inch and you don't get a televised entrance, that's not. Very I'd rather good. them stay in fucking NXT for another year and just. I mean, Have think about matches. 2017 when we had the revival versus uh, DIY, yeah. and they were some of the greatest tag matches I've ever seen in my life. What and was now, that? That was like very beginning of 2017, early 2017. Yeah, before the WrestleMania call-ups. Yep. So I mean, I mean, just thinking about that and seeing what they become, you know, it, it, people should just stay on NXT. And, and this, I think I think that NXT should be two hours long a week. No, oh no, no, don't don't. don't. Raw should be an hour and a half, and SmackDown should be an hour, and I, NXT I, I should like be the one hour. Three Smack, hours SmackDown's long. good at two hours. Raw should be good at two hours, and. Well, Raw's never going to be two hours. The, the the money's in the third hour. We all know that. Okay. Not if they go to Fox, but it's by this point, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, they're making money in spite of themselves. I like the one hour NXT just myself personally because I mean they're doing everything that you you basically want to do that the other two do in two or three hours. It's one of the reasons why one. it's good. Okay. Speaking of NXT, did you see the Ricochet Velveteen Dream match this week? Oh my God! Like I was teasing me, dog. So I saw, I saw JCB. I, I watched it, and then I saw JCB watching it on Twitter because I get updates every time he tweets, and like my watch is just going off while I'm working today. <laughs> and so I, I'm getting tweets on my watch, and I'm like looking at him, and he's thinking everything that I'm thinking. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, why is this just on a regular NXT show? First of all, second of all, this is fucking awesome. Third of all, fuck Lars Sullivan. It's real heat, though. It's real heat. It's real heat. I mean, we saw a glimpse you of had what to, could be. I, 
I think I knew I, I knew there was going to be something that went down. I knew they weren't going to give that away on uh, just on a regular NXT without any build up, without something going down. No, there was a build up. They had the uh, they had the uh, the arg- not the argument. They but had I guess the, they the, had they had one encounter, right? So they had the promo where Velveteen comes in and interrupts Ricochet, so it sets up the match. I mean, it's not a huge build, but you know, you it at least makes sense. They got beef. So when the match is started, I was sitting there like, okay, you know, a couple of nice good old spots. I'm like, man. Man, this just don't feel right. You know, I want to see this match, but it should be on like a bigger, you know, platform and it or whatever. Out good. It started out real good. And the next thing you know, I couldn't have had that thought in my head 30 seconds. Here comes Lars Sullivan. I don't know. I'm like, motherfucker. Real heat. <laughs> I mean, he got real heat from everybody. Marks and smarks alike. It's like it's like when you're watching like a free porn video and you get all the buildup and they're like, they just cut to a black screen and say, finish the rest at <laughs> www. It's fucking worse, man. It's the worst thing. Or it says, you missed the best part, exclamation point. Yeah. No shit, um, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll say this. I don't, I don't want, I'm not trying to be a wet blanket, but there were hints of the things that I don't like in ricochet matches in this match, which is there are parts where one guy is running the ropes and it's just a little too choreographed for me. When Velveteen Dream puts his head down for no reason and then Ricochet rolls over his back and they go back and forth with shit like that. Like to me, it's just a little too choreographed. And that's the kind of shit it was Ricochet versus um I think Will Ospreay yeah, that's right. was that match that made its rounds on social media where that was the one that a lot of uh, UFC guys were making fun of, that it was so choreographed. And to me, that's a five-star match, but I don't care about that. I'm just entertained. No, I, I mean, it's entertaining and it's impressive. I'm not trying to say it's not impressive, but in a wrestling match, like to have it go on for... 20 like there was a 20 second thing where they were just going back and forth it was just a little too choreographed i mean counteract that with what i was watching when jcb came over today which was i i had never seen it before but from earlier in this year i was watching okada versus zach saber jr and i was not on the zach saber jr train at all and then they had a 35 minute match and nobody wrestles like zach saber jr oh man nobody does no i mean he he is such an unique performer. No, I know. I know Jason's laughing because <laughs> Jason's laughing because I, I still, come I, to the dark side. <laughs> I still think he needs knee pads and he still Whatever. needs, he needs, still needs Whatever. to put on, he still needs to put on 30 pounds. He's got, Dude, that, he's he's got that the best big old bulge in the world. If he puts on weight, his bulge is going to be just, it's not going to be as pronounced. No, he's a, he's a great, He's a great professional wrestler because you've never seen anything like it. And to even, watch him and Okada. Even Daniel Bryan in his prime is not Zack Saber Jr. No, not even close. No, he weighs twenty pounds more. That's what I mean. Like I'm just saying, like oh, Zack Saber Jr. is unreal. It's unreal. And hit that match with Okada was great. But the Rick, but also with Zack Saber Jr., nothing looks choreographed. It looks like those two guys. I mean, I mean, I say nothing relatively, but it it looks it it looks like it looks like those two guys are in a submission match. And uh, I mean, it was basically Okada responding to Zack Saber Jr. turning him into a pretzel the whole time. That's actually Zack Saber Jr.'s matches. He's the ring general in those matches because nobody wrestles him like him, so they have to just respond. Every Zack Saber Jr. match is like that. It's a lot like Pete Dunne, actually. Yeah, Uh, Pete Dunne's like that. Everyone just responds to Pete Dunne. Uh, for that same reason, but it I give the saber or I'm sorry I give like the Osprey Ricochet matches a pass because they are so entertaining. 
I mean, you the know, Young Bucks do shit like that, too. I'm just I'm being nitpicky with Ricochet. Obviously, he's a tremendous talent. He's only 30 years old. I mean, Patrick Clark, Velveteen Dream's only 22 years old. Ridiculous. If you were going to buy stock in one of those guys for the next 10 years in WWE, who would you buy stock in? Oh, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean... It's a tough call. I, I just split. I, I just... I'm scared they would bets. fuck them both up, honestly. Yeah. You motherfuckers, I asked you guys a hypothetical question. You have to answer the hypothetical question. Velveteen. Yeah, probably just because of the youth factor. Yeah. Yeah, I'd take Velveteen. And the charisma. As it's much not- as Ricochet is great in the ring, he also has charisma, but he, Patrick I just, Clark. I think he, Patrick Clark could be able to take a bad gimmick, and God forbid if he didn't bounce back from it, he would still have time to rejuvenate, rejuvenate his career. Imagine Ricochet, Ricochet and the Velveteen Dream gimmick. And tell me that, you know what I mean? If they stay a tag team, that could be real. Oh, (laughs) my God. But I'm just saying, like, nobody can own that Velveteen Dream gimmick like Patrick Clark. Right. No, he's, that, that, it's like Ravishing Rick Rude meets Goldust. Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. It is so fucking cool. Because it does, like, like I was just saying about Sabre Jr., it doesn't look like anything else on current wrestling television. Except for maybe there are, like, there's hints of it in Nakamura. Nakamura is kind of fey. Dude, so before we actually, I don't think it was before we even started this podcast, one of my favorite things that I, I was talking with Bill about wrestling, you know, just like one night, maybe at a family thing or whatever, and he was just like, his sentence like totally nailed Nakamura's gimmick and why I love him too. He was just like, I just love how almost gay he is. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Nakamura's almost gay, man. That thing he does where he puts the head into his opponent's chest and just swings his arms <laughs> is pretty, pretty gay. Oh, man, that's so good. Good Lord. Move along. Jesus Christ. No. Hold on a second. Let's stick on this Leather now. pants. Yeah, the leather pants and shit is, I mean... I wouldn't even say Velveteen Dream is almost gay. I mean, he's gay, right? That's a gay character, right? It's a gay character, would, but it's like it's more like Prince, where you're just like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know. And then he just owns you in basketball. Yeah, but Prince was a gay guitarist, though, right? Maybe I don't know. Jury's still out. What bad luck? Don't even bad. And Prince could get more. Prince, now you're about to piss me off. Prince had more pussy than all of us put together, including. (laughs) Thank you. That's how I was getting ready to say, including his own. Leave that man alone. Oh God. We could only dream of the putang he's had. Game blouses. Okay. (laughs) Game recognizes game. Um, AJ and Nakamura fought against each other. Best match. Best match so far. Yeah, great. (laughs) He's so mad. Uh, Nakamura, Nakamura, you're already done. That match oh, was you good. Mean already, we. This is what match five. I, but I, it was good. I know it should be. Yeah, it should be the. It's I, got I, the fifth time they got it. I think actually we have to not count the greatest Royal Rumble. One. Why not? That's a house show. It was a house show. We never. We never should have oh, talked okay, about. Okay, so uh, I'm not watching it next year. So wait, wait. So the leader of worlds won the uh, the tag titles. So that doesn't count. We're not, so we it's don't like, have raw it's tag like whenever champions? Diesel beat Bob Backlund for the title at a house show. It's like that level. The leader of worlds, not my champion. <laughs> Why he has the I'm, bars? I'm wearing my bar on. shirt right now. The Vice gave me shout out Vice. Which, yeah, shout out Vice. But once again, you do know they're on SmackDown, right? Yeah, they're still my Raw Tag Team Champions. This a bitch. Curtis, Retroactive. Curtis, Curtis Axel is still in the 2017 Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe 2016. Somebody would call me out on that on social media. <laughs> sure. um, is there any way that Carmella beats Asuka? 
I fucking hope not. God. Wrestling Twitter would implode if this happens. Carmella would, right, Carmella would be going to happen. Carmella would be a good transitional champion to give it to Oscar. It should be on Oscar. It should be on Oscar, but it would not surprise me if they have Oscar lose. And if that happens, all hell's going to break loose. Um, does it bother anybody else that they spell the iconics with two eyes at the beginning? Like I can't fucking stand it. I hate to be a grammar nerd. That doesn't bother anybody else. Okay, no, it absolutely does. We'll move along to Andrade seeing Almas uh, had his SmackDown debut. Perfect a squash over a jobber. That's what needs to happen. Zelina Vega had a perfect Zelina Vega promo. I need Zelina Vega to squash women wrestlers because I need to see her. In, like SmackDown needs her right. too, and I also need a 4K TV to better see Zelina Vega. <laughs> mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Tiny 4K. I get that shit. Oh! Don't think I don't get it. Don't think I don't get it. I get that joke. Uh, Piper Perry in the house. They're a good act though. They're a great act. Um, right now, uh, well, let's see if there's anything else we got to talk about. Um, okay, so right now, the men's money in the bank, we have about five minutes left. The men's money in the bank is Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rusev, Miz, a member of the New Day, and then whoever wins out of Cass versus Joe. I got to think it's going to be Joe. I would hope so. Um, who do you think is going to be picked out of the New Day? Because they have to choose amongst themselves. And could this be the end of the New Day? So I can see Kofi's the obvious pick because he's been in all of them, and he's got that Kofi spot. So when you come when it comes to the Royal Rumble, you've got your diesel spot, right, which I think has turned into the Kane spot in modern era where they're the person who just throws everybody out. But diesel especially because it's Kevin Nash, and he's all about his own booking. No shit. But anyway, uh, shout out to Kevin Nash. He's he's, he's the best. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, we got the diesel spot and the Kofi spot. Yeah, Those are the, the two Kofi Royal spot. Rumble spots. So I can see you being like, well, well, it's obviously Kofi, but this is like Big E's opportunity. I think I think it's got to be Big E. Uh, I'd love to, I'm I, hoping it is. Um, WWE has just disappointed me so many times lately. It would not surprise me if it's Kofi. There's I kind of wanted to be Xavier so Bill gets so mad. Oh my God, that I, meltdown would I be. I would be mad. <laughs> There's only, I mean, if we assume it's Kofi or Xavier, there's only two guys out of this that I wouldn't want to win, and that's Bobby Roode and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman doesn't need it, obviously. No, hell no. Uh, Bobby Roode, his character's horrible. He's yeah, he's a terrible face as a heel. I'd love, I'd love to see him win it, but as a face, but Finn Balor, KO, Rusev, Miz, or Kofi or uh, Big E or Samoa Joe. I'd love to, I'd, like, any one of them could oh, win no, for Here's me. the thing. I wouldn't mind Braun Strowman if only he pulled down the briefcase and then cashed in immediately and made the motherfucker come out right then. I, I really, <laughs> like, that would be fucking great. I really wanted them to let... Ah, uh, the dream we all I really wanted of. them to have Baron Corbin, have Baron Corbin win, win it again and then lose <laughs> then his match Dude, that's again. dirty, man. That, damn. That would have been awesome, though. <laughs> I don't uh, like Baron Corbin either, but man, damn. <laughs> no, I like Baron Corbin. That's me saying I like him. Uh, huh? For the women's, we have Alexa Bliss, <laughs> Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ember Moon, Billy Kay, and three TBDs. Are you surprised they put Billy Kay in there instead of uh, Peyton Royce? I am, because she's not as much of a talent, and she's not as much... She doesn't right, have as she's much She's not as much of a talent, that's true. She's not and I mean, I like her, but she's not as much of a talent. Yeah. I don't see any of those people having it. <laughs> I mean, Becky would be great because she deserves it, but I don't see any of them having it. I'd like to see the TBDs because... I, I just don't see any of them with it. Well, I'm a big fan. Ember Moon had another killer suicide dive this week. Like Ember Moon's killer, 
uh, Ember Coming Moon's, in hot. Her suicide dive, I said it last Coming week. Coming in hot. Is <laughs> the best. It's the best suicide dive I've ever seen. It's it's nice. There's she no comes in. She comes in with some with some heat, and when she's done, you're not the same. <laughs> but she doesn't need the money. You're in the changed. Bank. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, Ember no Moon, I would say Ember Moon. Money in the, the bank money is the usually bank. best suited for heel. a heel. A heel, yes. Okay, no doubt. So now that being said, um, Alexa doesn't need it. Ember Moon is obviously faced. Billy Kay might be too early. They still did Damian Sandow wrong, man. Yeah. Damian saying that was awesome. But it was John Cena. I mean, what would well, you expect, no, really? Well, they get to decide who wins. <laughs> like, they it's, could have chosen Damian Sando to go over somebody. Real quick, talking about over John Cena. J- Damian Sando, you're talking about big guys. Did you guys see Braun up against Drew McIntyre? Drew McIntyre? That's, that's a fucking shit. feud. Those guys are the same size. Yeah. That's a fucking feud. Drew McIntyre is massive. Oh, man, that, that, that needs to happen. Does that match ever happen? I would hope so. Oh yeah, definitely. I think there's big. I think they have big things planned for Drew McIntyre. And you know what the biggest difference between Drew McIntyre now and Drew McIntyre back in the day in his first run with WWE doesn't shave his chest anymore. <laughs> you guys don't notice that shit. I notice that shit. <laughs> That's that hard hitting analysis right there. That's that hard hitting analysis you come to expect from Bam from Ringside. <laughs> hey guys, we got some birthdays going around this Shout year. It out. Vader is sixty three. Zach Ryder is thirty three. Kevin Von Erich. I forgot to look him up. Which one was he? The Texas Tornado. Is he still alive. Uh, Kevin Von Erich was the ball, uh, the barefooted wrestler, and I believe he is still alive. Uh, they, on the website I looked these up on, they have it as Farouk, uh, Ron Simmons, <laughs> Ron, Sim- Ron, Sim- Ron Simmons is sixty. Godfather fifty seven, right behind him. Um, Earl and Dave Hebner, twins, both sixty nine. Nice. Uh, Dash Wilder is only thirty one. Uh, Jimmy the Superfly, Jimmy the Superfly Murderer Snuka is seventy five. Andre the Giant would have been seventy two. Uh, Road Dog is forty nine, and Al Black is thirty three. Wait, what's that short for? Alistair Black. Sorry, Ooh, Alistair. Nice. I like calling him Al. Oh my Black. god! Imagine if it was Al Black. That's the worst. <laughs> Al Black. You, you talked about Road Dog, and I know we're rounding it out, but Road Dog actually uh, came back on Twitter against some haters. Uh, this week, I think it was JCB that shared that shit, and I loved it because yeah. they're like calling out for him to be fired. And he's like, "Sorry, boys, I'm just trying to like feed my family and give you guys a good wrestling show." <laughs> and they're like, "You should die by firing squad." And he's right. like, "That's a little harsh. It's unbelievable." He's like, "I'm just trying to smoke some weed and fucking make some money." Okay, right. it's unbelievable how seriously people take wrestling. Anyway, check out last week's show for my rant on uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> hey guys, we know there's a bunch of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time to listen to ours. For Shock City Studios, for Check. Andrew Bushway, Check. for JD Twigs, Check. for Soul Taco, Check. for Bo Vice Geesman, for Two Beer Zach Ballman, JCB, Peace. I am Bill Vegan. Everybody, boo the heels! Boo the heels, baby. Boo the heels. And when we lose our control, we're banned.